the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, have no fear. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. I have a little bit of water behind you, Father. Right there, the special water, plastic water jar. Mmm. I do that so that I can preach longer. <laughs> now, who said that? Now, what's going on here? Praise the Lord. This is, a, this, is a, this is an exciting day. Jesus is transfigured, okay? Now, this is not something that God does to Jesus. This comes from Jesus's own being. Because we know that Jesus is man and Jesus is God. So he's divine. Okay. When, when, when God shows up in the Old Testament, um, there's, there's clouds, there's light, there's lightning, there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's hard to contain God anywhere. Okay. And so this is the manifestation of, of Jesus's divinity from within. Now he doesn't go around like this all the time or he'd scare everybody to smithereens. Okay. Okay. And we and we don't want that. We we want to hear about who God is, what he's doing and those kinds of things. And so that's why he has sent Jesus to us. But at this one moment and the moment is very important. Jesus is transfigured. In other words, he's taken up three of the important 
apostles up the hill with him. Luke says to pray, to pray. So, so what's going on on the mountain is a result of Jesus' relationship with God the Father, right? And he's taken these three apostles with him to be with him uh, and to witness this manifestation of Jesus' true life. Well, the context, though, is Peter has confessed that Jesus is the Son of God. Praise the Lord. One of the disciples gets it right. Finally, after all this teaching, after all this healing, after all the stuff that's going on, Peter finally gets it right. And then, so, so there's a confession about who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He's the one we have waited a long time for. But then Jesus gives his confession, and he says, but the way I must travel is how? How does Jesus, what is the real ministry of Jesus in his life? What must Jesus do? What must Jesus undergo in his life to be the true Messiah? Crucifixion. He must go to the cross. And so Jesus' confession is then, well, um, I have to suffer. I must suffer. What's Peter's reaction? We, we know this story a lot. What, so what does Peter do? Oh, no. Oh, you can't do that. Um, you, we don't want you to do that, Jesus. Um, maybe there's a better way to do this. And Jesus has to say, Get behind me, Satan. You're tempting me away from doing what I know is the Lord's will. Get away from me. So then Jesus takes the three up to the mountain. And that is after how many days? Do you remember how many days? After six days. What other, what other things take six days? Do you remember from the Old Testament? <gasps> Creation in Genesis takes six days, and on the seventh day, God rests. It is the Sabbath of the Lord. And when Moses went up the mount to receive the law, it took six days so here comes jesus up the mountain okay after six days and something special happens he is transfigured now matthew then says in the greek idu and we're not sure how to translate that in fact, sometimes 
we don't translate it. We remember it from, behold, a virgin shall conceive. So Matthew uses this before introducing scripture, before um, introducing a special event, okay? We don't usually say in contemporary English, behold, <laughs> do we? No, it's more like Shazam. <laughs> or uh, if you remember Gomer Pyle, well, golly. <laughs> now, sometimes it's, it's an event that you're supposed to look at. You know, look what's happening. So, so he says, you do. Behold, Jesus is transformed. And a cloud comes down, and Moses and Elijah appear. And then Peter starts talking again. <laughs> Peter starts talking so much that God says, oh, I'm going to have to interject some stuff here or everybody's going to be listening to Peter the whole time. It says, it's what it says. Look, we just read it. And behold, Shazam, there appeared Moses and Elijah talking with him. This is verse 3. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when... You do, shazam, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Now, the voice from the cloud is the Lord, right? He's got to introduce Peter. Now, Peter's trying to make up for the bad time that he had in the last paragraph, okay? When he said, oh, no, Lord, we shouldn't do this. And Jesus says, Peter, you know, get out of the way. I must do this, right? I must go up to Jerusalem. I must give my life as a ransom for many, okay? So get out of my way, Peter. You're acting like Satan. So, Obviously, Peter's trying to make up for that. So, so much so that he keeps mumbling along. But what he's doing, he's doing the same thing again. He's saying, let's stay here on the mountaintop. This is wonderful. Let's, it's a good thing I'm here. I'm not only a fisherman, I'm a contractor on the side. <laughs> Let me build three booths, and we'll stay here. Once again, this is not the Lord's main plan to stay on the mountaintop. And we would all wish that we could stay on the mountaintop, but we have to come down from the mountain. Amen? Okay. And, and, and the Lord knows that, and, and the Lord is wet, ready and willing to be with us as we do that um, 
But there's other things being revealed here as well, and that is the supreme authority of Jesus in his resurrected, in his divine, divine um, state. Jesus is not only human, he is also divine, and this manifestation on the mountaintop, epiphany means manifestation, is the true person of Jesus. He is God's son. He is unique. If we wanted to um, transfigure, um, we can't do that. We can't get the light to shine from inside. This is, this is unique to the unique son that Jesus is, the unique son of God. Amen? Amen. Um, and so, uh, quite rightly, Peter is not quite sure what to say or what to do. Um, so he just opens his mouth anyway and, and keeps going. And God tries to get in some words edgewise. This is my beloved son. This son, mine, he says in the Greek. He's emphatic. Then he says, listen to him. Now he's got Moses and Elijah there with him, speaking with him. What does Moses represent in the Old Testament? The law. And what does Elijah represent? The prophets. So, so here we have the law and the prophets with Jesus, and God says... This is my son. Listen to them. Does he say listen to them? No. What does he say? Listen to him, Jesus. Now, we express this liturgically just like we just did when we stand for the gospel reading. We believe that Jesus comes into our presence every Sunday through the gospel reading, and so we stand for him. Amen? Because he's going to speak to us through the reading. Today, he's going to lay, he's going to touch us. He touches us, and he says, don't get up says, get up, don't be afraid. Those are his words to us today. He says, get up, don't be afraid. But I'm, I'm getting a little on here. I, I still have like uh, two hours, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so Jesus and this revelation that we have in Jesus is the most important revelation that we have from God, okay? He is, God is revealing himself through Jesus. This is more important than Moses. This is more important than Elijah. Jesus is not here to cancel them out, but he's here and he has authority, and the authority of the New Testament is why we stand. Now, all scripture has authority, 
But we don't stand when we read the law. We don't stand when we read the prophets. And we don't stand when we read Paul. Okay? But we do stand when we read the gospel. Sometimes we'll have a gospel procession where the gospel book will come uh, from the altar and will come out into our presence just like Jesus left heaven and came to be with us. Okay? That's what the gospel procession illustrates. And of course, we stand. Now, we do this in a very proper way because we're Anglicans. We play moving music. Okay? So we play some music while, while certain characters move from one to another. That's not to say that all our people are characters. It's just to say that we use the music to praise the Lord and to move sometimes from place to place. Okay? So we're, we do stand to sing. We don't sit to sing. Baptists sit and sing. But we Anglicans stand and sing. Amen? Amen? So we accomplish two things. We stand to sing. Ah, but we also stand because Jesus is coming into our presence. And today he's going to say to us, stand up. Do not be afraid. We're going to take that with us all week long. Stand up, do not be afraid. So Jesus is in our presence. He is the authority. We look to Jesus. We don't look to the apostles. They're there. They've already hit the ground. Okay. They realize that this is a work of God, that what's going on here? They're afraid. They're on the ground. Jesus has authority, more authority than Moses and Elijah, who have been authoritative relators of uh, God's word to his people in times past. Important. But Jesus has authority over him. Shazam! This is my son. Listen to, listen to him. Listen to him. Brothers and sisters, we have these words in our hands. We have these words of Jesus in our hands. We should be looking at them every day and asking the Holy Spirit to help us obey what the Lord would have us do. This is true news. This is not fake news. And we have it in our hand as a gift from the Lord uh, because our, our, he moved our apostles and disciples to write these things down for our benefit. Amen? Amen. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. He stands above Moses and Elijah. He stands above the apostles and the prophets in the New Testament. We can get disappointed by church people. Now, you wouldn't be necessarily disappointed with Bishop Frank, obviously. <laughs> You're all thrilled that he's here, but guess what? 
Uh, Bishop, Bishop Frank is not Jesus. Be quiet out there. <laughs> I am not Jesus, okay? And um, um, praying each day that, that, that I would be able to relate the words of Jesus to other people. Sometimes I fail miserably in that activity. But Jesus superintends these things. It is Jesus who we must listen to. And so it is Jesus that you must compare what I'm saying, what Father Dan is saying, with. You need to compare Jesus with what we say. If we sound like Jesus, we behave like Jesus, then that's a good thing. We're praying that we do on a regular basis. But if we don't, we must look to Jesus. Amen? So crucial. So crucial. Now, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, stand up, and do not be afraid. Have no fear. I am here. Amen? Amen. Jesus is with us. He promises to be with us. He wants to be with us. He gives his life for us. He shares it with us so that we can be strengthened by him and not be afraid. And so he calls us today to do that, but he strengthens us each week for the same purpose, that we might glorify him that we would obey him because he has the authority. He has come. And he wants to strengthen us by the power of the Holy Spirit to do his will in the world. To do his will, not our will, his will. That we might glorify him. So we don't want anybody groveling in the dirt, even though they may talk on and on and on, even may they, they may not, they may be sleeping, even though they may uh, not understand everything that's going on. He comes and touches them, and he touches us, and he says, rise and have no fear. He is with us. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Oh, what a verse from Scripture. When all this thing was over, they lifted up their eyes and they saw Jesus alone. That's kind of the cry of the Reformation. Jesus alone, it is Jesus alone who saves us. Amen? Amen. It is Jesus who speaks through the word, through the scriptures, to strengthen us. It is Jesus who has gone to the cross for us to take away our sins and is the way by which he now shares his life through the body and the blood through the bread 
and the wine of the sacrament. He shares his life with us. This is Jesus alone. Solo Christus. Jesus alone. Amen? Amen. And so it is only Jesus that we can trust for our salvation. We would like to do stuff for God. In fact, I mean, you see, you see Peter in his busyness trying to do good things for Jesus right now on the mountain, but in a sense, kind of delaying, delaying the, the crucial, the better that needs to happen. Jesus needs to go down from the mount now and get on his way to Jerusalem. Oh, no, Lord, let's have three booze here, and I can sell, uh, sell uh, merch over on the side here. When people come up and see everybody, they'll really be happy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing I'm here. I've got a plan, Jesus, just for you. How many times have we said that to Jesus? Well, I want to do this, Lord, and it may be a good thing. It may be a good thing. I mean, it would be the first merchandise activity, marketing thing going on, right? Shazam! Right? Behold. Um, but it's not God's best, which is why God has to interrupt Peter again. Hey, this is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Jesus says, rise. Do not be afraid. It's me. Jesus. And then they look. It's only Jesus. This is a great day. Great day. To be there on the mount as Jesus reveals his divine nature to us. And he says, rise. Do not be afraid. Name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mm, praise the Lord. And so in, in our service, after the sermon...